your bathing light reminds me of that night. God laid me down into your rose garden of trust, and I was swept away with nothing left to say. We're not uh, hello, everybody. Episode 47. Tell me where to turn. Uh, back at the studios of Point Break Dave once again. Uh, and you are in a household by yourself all week, huh? I am. And it has been glorious. Point Break Dave has a house big enough that we can broadcast here and be in totally different rooms and still have all the uh, accoutrements required. How, how, how is he that rich? <laughs> I don't know. I brought my. Uh, I came in the full yellow hazmat that Jesse Pinkman, <laughs> when he was making the blue meth, just in case. I didn't know what kind of chemicals or splashes I was going to be exposed I would to. Love to have a black light on yeah. this place after the last few days. I, I, I would. I would. I, I would love to go room by room with a black light and just see how depraved things have gotten over here. In I the guarantee last- you a. There she is. <laughs> I guarantee you a Laotian of some type has been in this house in the last three days. <laughs> that cannot be proven. I was interrupted again, distracted again by Emily Jones' presence. So um, so Twitter, you can reach me at uh, Glenn3 underscore 11. You can find me at Tommy2 underscore 0. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. So let's begin where kind of where we left off last week with church controversy and tommy was all set and scheduled to have lunch with the pastor lunch with the pastor did you did you guys get an email from me that had the subject line a message from your pastor those go automatically to my trash folder don't ever open the attachments on those emails (laughs) it's just good practice i hate to i hate to just start the podcast off on a bad note but the uh lunch with the pastor was pretty anticlimactic Burger King, Don Actually, Pablo's. <laughs> we didn't get in a time machine and drive back to Fort Worth on Hewlin Street, circa 1995. There That's are still Don Pablo's that are operating, and I plan to drive to one <laughs> very soon. This is your plan for Bachelor <laughs> Weekend. That's pretty much my only plan. That's after all after there's nothing but dust coming out of there, you decide to give up on that and go to Don Pablo's. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Don Pablo's not that great, by the way. You know, it it really wasn't, but it was when uh, I was growing up, the uh, family going to a restaurant wasn't a big player, and when we did, the only Mexican place we ever went to was Don Pablo's, and I love Mexican food, so... I've been there... Hundreds of times, probably, because uh, it was one of our two defaults. One was Don Pablo's, and the one, the other one was Good Eats Cafe. Have you wow. ever been to one of those? I, I think, think they've I all, I think they, those have all shut down. But no. those were the two most common family stops after we got out of the Ponchos era, which was <laughs> when we could afford to eat something <coughs> other than like bologna and government cheese and ponchos. We stepped up to Don Pablo's. So. Did either of you, in your childhood, were you frequent restaurant family? Like, going to restaurants often? Once a week. May, like, f- Friday night, 
and then maybe Sunday after church, but that was only if we didn't go to my grandmother's house. So I'd probably once a week we went out. That's how we were, man. My kids, like now we'll go, you know, five or six times during a week and like to the point where they're like, I don't want to go there. And you're like, you're so spoiled. Wow. I'm a, apparently the father of a child who just this day threw a fit because mom wouldn't stop at a restaurant on the way home from the splash pad this afternoon. Man, that's so. That's like tears. So tears child of every, North Dallas. Tears and everything because he was hungry then and didn't want to wait for mom to go home and cook dinner. So we were just should have stopped at a restaurant. Apparently, seems reasonable. Or just stop by the club. Surprised he didn't call for that. Hey, the club. The club is a uh, is a big player in our eating these days. Let me tell you. Hey, woman, it's it's Wings Wednesday. <laughs> Drop me off. Didn't I? Didn't I send you guys last week the the cockiest text of all time that I said? Well, I, I left my Ray Bans at the Country Club, but when we went back up there Sunday to eat brunch, the ah uh, uh, brunch. Yeah, they uh, they informed me that my Ray Bans had been found uh, on the golf course and returned to the clubhouse. Wow. Has a more white story ever been told? Yeah, what a life. My, life I, I really made. am embracing my country club life. I got to tell you guys, it's it's pretty great. So All before right. we get to you just talking more about the country club, did anything happen at lunch? I ordered a delicious cheeseburger at Twisted Root. Ah, Twisted Root's good. And uh, the pastor did want to run some very important church business by me and get my opinion. But none sw- of it... <laughs> switching to pythons this Sunday. <laughs> We're thinking about divinizing the snakes, just to give <laughs> takes the, all the fun out of it. Give the appearance of danger, but remove the element. No, uh, but he other other than making a very odd joke about the uh, incident that we discussed last week, uh, really no discussion of it at all. So, yeah, I got a uh, got a delicious meal at Twisted Root on the church's dime. Oh, nice. And, Otherwise, uh, it was just general convo. In the general, general, um, I won't bore the rest of the listeners with this, but maybe some big shakeups coming to the church soon. And, wow. uh Just wanted to get my opinion on uh, how things would uh, play out in my demographic with that. That was it's, a tease. Is that going to affect third base on the softball team? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to affect third base on the softball. Okay. Well, Might affect some other people that play uh, in that same outfit, but third base is going to be good. So speaking of church controversy, we actually had one email that Gustav sent us after the last episode. Was he asking what a church was? Uh, no, I think Gustav is a church frequenter, I believe. Oh, wow. Uh, this email is entitled Church Fun. It says, the small rural rural Southern Baptist church I grew up in hit a rough patch when the associate pastor's wife had an affair with a legally blind cowboy (laughs) who sometimes attended. We also had, that's just the first part. We also had an unfortunate Sunday night service where the deacons discovered they didn't have enough grape juice for the Lord's Supper. Being seven miles from any store, they had no option other than to fill the remainder of the cups from an old two-liter of Pepsi <laughs> that had gone flat while it had been sitting in the Fellowship Hall kitchen fridge. The deacons made sure they gave the Pepsi to the teenagers sitting in the back rows in order not to piss off the old ladies up front. 
And he says, thanks for being the faith-based podcast of record. Gustav, we appreciate all your kind words. So what is the most beaten part of that? Legally Blind Cowboy or Pepsi? (laughs) Pepsi's a new one for me. I I have... Wow. Longoria with a deep double there. Yeah, that was so very deep. In my various experiences of leadership positions, I have had the um, role of filling up the Lord's Supper cups before. And there wasn't there was a situation one time where there was a, a partially open bottle of grape juice that when I started to pour it out into the cups I was I could tell immediately that things had gone horribly oh, wrong. Oh no. And uh, I just made the decision that uh, we were dumping all those out and we were going to get a fresh uh, a fresh bottle and go with it. They would have accused you of turning the grape juice into wine. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily uh Things are still going well enough where we're at that they have a whole closet full of unopened grape juice bottles. I didn't have to go to the vending machine and wow. get a Coke Zero and uh, take care of business with it. Get a Crystal Pepsi and <laughs> drop it off in a paper cup. No. I, uh, growing up, I went to a church that still did wine, like for communion, like real wine. Yeah. But it was odd because it wasn't like the pass the tray. Like you went up. Is this the everybody drinks out of the same cup? No, it wasn't that. Oh. There was there was individual cups, but they they had it. You know, they had the tray full of little cups, but they basically like row by row would go up and they'd hand them out. But there was a signal you were supposed to do to get the grape juice. And it was because they had recovering alcoholics. Oh, right, right, right. So, of course, young Dave was just constantly like trying to see which adult kind of pointed to the middle and got the grape juice. And then you're like, ah, that guy had a little trouble in his life. Have you ever been part of a communion service that everybody's drinking out of the same cup? I thought I was at a wedding one time, but it turns out since I'm not a registered Catholic, I didn't have to do it. I can't remember where, if it was a wedding or, I don't, I, th- I think it may have been, but it was, everybody was going up the same cup and I took a voluntary Hard D- pass. DNP on that. <laughs> Tommy wouldn't do that. The germaphobe Tommy is, he would uh, not. I was, oh, I was getting sweaty at this wedding because I watched what was happening and I thought, I thought, I can't do this. No, like, the wife looked at me and kind of asked like, are you... Interested? And I was like, "Look at those people! I ain't drinking after that guy." Oh, I don't know what he has, but Valtrex hasn't cured it yet, and I'm not drinking after him. Oh goodness! So, um, so this past weekend was uh, eventful for, well, probably more than one of us, but one in particular attended a very highly esteemed sporting event which talking, was it was not me are you talking about the dean and deluca invitational the most haughty ha- sounding <sighs> tournament they need to change that name back the brunch invitation <laughs> well uh let me tell you guys a little story about the dean and deluca invitational so if we were if we remember back uh when we first started uh the baseball season i was uh by the way, Glenn and his Bryce Harper jersey just ran off to get a refill like he was charging them out. He's like running towards the kitchen, but he just ran straight to the right and ran yeah. to the door. By he was running down the hall and then just inexplicably threw his glass at a 40-degree angle out into the dining room. No, but uh, but you remember when I um, when I got those kind of the sweet opening day 
deal and um very well we've heard so same lady i haven't talked to her really since opening day uh sent me an email last week and said hey are you interested in going to the dean and deluca invitational and i as you guys well know i have newfound affinity for golf and i said sure i'd love to go um didn't didn't really get any details about the tickets well Actually, this will really blow your minds, but uh, while I was on my way to lunch with the pastor, I stopped off at the Starbucks. It's right by Twisted Root. and met this lady there to get He's my... He's almost off the podcast. <laughs> Dude. He said brunch. I said Dean and DeLuca pastor. Starbucks within the first, like, How was your pumpkin latte? No, I actually met her in the parking lot of Starbucks and just did the uh, jump out of the car. She handed me the envelope with the tickets, jumped back in the car, on to meet the pastor. You had to get out of your car? You didn't hire someone to walk over there and get it? That's why he was driving. <laughs> so, so didn't have Jeeves in the front seat. Well, sorry, Bibbins Dirks. Yeah, ABD, nice four and two-thirds tonight. Three earned, leaves in a bit of a jam. It's not too bad. But I, I pulled out the, uh, the, I opened up the envelope when I got home, and there was, there was tickets on there, and of course they said very big on the tickets VIP, which I approve of that. Um, also VIP parking. Of course. Okay. All right. There were, All right. They were like little lanyards you wear around your neck. So yeah. I still didn't really understand the, uh, didn't really understand the whole situation. Well, as we're getting ready to leave Saturday, it was for Saturday. Keeping an eye on the weather and they're, you know, they're saying like, it's going to be the hottest day of the year. The heat index is going to be, you know, oh, well over a hundred. So I'm already kind of dreading going, and I'm, I actually almost pulled the plug and said, I don't want to go, because it just seemed miserable just to be out at a golf tournament when it's 105-degree heat then, index. Then you hired like one of the women's with the big fan to just walk next to you. You just hired some human misters <laughs> to keep you cool. So did the four big burly guys have one have each pole as they carried you on your chair on their shoulders? <laughs> The lovely Mrs. Tommy 2.0 was interested to go with me. Um, dropped the kids off, and I, you know, told my folks. I said, I said, uh, you know, we're probably not going to stay out there very long. Maybe just an hour or two because it's hot, and, and uh, you know, we're just going to check this out and come home. So we get out there, VIP parking. They have a shuttle there to pick you up. Drops us right off in front of the clubhouse. So we're walking up, and there's a small line of people forming to go through the bag check and the. Um, metal detectors and we're standing there in line and did you did you take your clubs no but <laughs> i did i did kind of go through this internal debate and did ultimately decide to go in full golf attire oh but you got to do that though right well, i didn't uh, wear my spikes yeah you don't have golf shoes no. on uh, that's that's a, that's not the same as wearing like shoulder pads and football <laughs> pants no but i wore, I wore my game. uh you know my you know callaway hat and my you know you That's, probably, you probably didn't fine. need to wear the golf glove. Wore my Spieth outfit, pretty much. All right. Didn't have a glove on. You're okay. But we're waiting in line at that metal detector, and when we get up there, we have our little lanyards on, and the guy looks at us, and he goes, oh, no, no, no. You guys just go in through the clubhouse. You don't have to wait in this line. Well. So, sure enough, we walk to the clubhouse. Well, they're not even checking tickets at the clubhouse. They have cops stationed at the door. Well. We flash our lanyards to the cop. The cop opens the door for me. Welcome into the clubhouse, please. We get into the clubhouse. Glenn, this would be uh, your kind of a dream scenario. 
where beer and liquor were flowing freely and oh, there was no. no money being changed hands at any of this. Oh, do you have no. a do you have a estimate on the price of these tickets? I I don't and I actually don't want to know because I innocently accepted them, but I am probably at least borderline in violation of the uh, uh, oh, is it company, a road? company policy for yeah for ticket value. Ooh, well. Now, I, I in my defense, I did. So the rep offered me the tickets. I went and asked my boss. I said, "Hey, is it okay if I accept these?" And she said, "Yeah, you have, we have a little online system. We have to note them in." And she said, "Yeah, just note it in the system," which I did. And um, and it's fine. And she was like, "Man, half the people here are going to Colonial. Like everybody, yeah. you know, Colonial free tickets is not a uncommon thing. Don't worry about it." So this is the first golf tournament you've ever been to, right? I, I think I, I – it's the first one I have a recollection of. I think my dad took me when I was little, but I, I mean no. no recollection of it. I've never been to the Byron or the Nelson or whatever you call it. But we go, into the, we go into the clubhouse and are stunned to find that they're serving a full hot meal, um, dessert, liquor, beer, whatever you want, and – Within the air-conditioned clubhouse, you're looking out over the 17th tee box and the, and then on the other side, the 18th green, like on a balcony. Yeah. Uh, with where they've got like the big portacool units up there, just blowing cool air down the down the balcony. So we ended up spending a, a little bit of time in there, made some friends with the uh, Fort Worth elite, and uh, just finally talking, just <laughs> talking about your. So what was your club serve on Tuesdays and? Oh yeah, we had lots of club talk. Oh you know? my gosh, I've never hated Tommy more than I do right now. You know, club you know r- club rituals are a big deal, like food you know food rituals and stuff like that. You know, you tell them about wings Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it's a wing night. <laughs> Bring me some wings. No, but after after a little while, we decided to venture out, and another another uh, acquaintance of mine was working the event in the media center. So we got a tour of that. Got to see where CBS does all the. Uh, player interviews and behind the scenes there and then he had suggested he said hey uh why don't you just run out run right out here and you can um kind of park yourself under these trees on the number nine fairway and you can see the the players tee off and then where these trees are is about where most of the tee shots land so then you can see him walk right up to you uh hit their second shot from the fairway see it onto the green and we knew spieth was coming through there in a little bit so we said we'll go do that well have you ever heard of uh, Danny Lee? Uh, negatory. Okay, well, let's just say that we got up to the tree and Danny Lee had a little four-right incident and we almost got taken out by uh, his tee shot. Oh, no. So as soon as we had found our spot to view, uh, a marshal came up and made us all move back about 40 feet while they took down all the ropes so that Danny Lee could shoot back out, uh, punch back out into so the fairway. One stroke closer to not making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> when he walked by you're like yeah that happened to me this morning when i was at the club <laughs> yeah. yeah my club like Did you yeah. tell him i've already gotten in nine today yeah danny no but then spieth came by and we had then that was cool and what's funny is i didn't know it at the time but him and his spieth and his caddy walked right i mean you know 15 feet from us and his caddy actually didn't make it but one more hole before he um had to take himself out of the out of the day because he got heat exhaustion meow yeah, he had to go. He had he was he was in the medical tent getting an IV while I was upstairs having a slider. In <laughs> about about fifteen minutes later, he was probably at the the buffet and free liquor for like an hour yeah. before the tournament started. But you know what the most shocking thing about that tournament was? Have you ever been out there? 
No, I've not. I've been to the Nelson one time, had a similar experience as far as the weather. Yeah. And I made it about one to two hours before I was like, well, this was fun. Let's get out of here. Yeah. The thing that was surprising to me, though, is the amount of people that were free and easy with the smoking out there. Really? Yes. And mainly cigars. I mean, we're talking about, you know, older older dudes smoking their cigars, but a few cigarettes. But every place we would get, there would be somebody within 10 feet of us smoking a cigar. It was really strange. As prim and proper as golf is, I'm surprised they allow that. It's a Fort Worth. I think it's a Fort Worth thing. I think that they just have a cave to that ordinance that bans smoking everywhere like Dallas has. Man, is this smoking slow. Well, you got to first. Um, Barely. Is this uh, smoking out on the course or just in the pavilion? Out on the course. Oh, wow. I actually am surprised. But when we were that. in the clubhouse. During the tournament. We had yeah. lunch with, at a, you know, they have those big round tables. We had lunch with a couple of guys that were just hanging out with unlit cigars in their mouth while they were eating. So how many lines of Coke did you snort with Dustin Johnson? Dude. <laughs> Dustin's my man if he'd have been there. He wasn't in this tournament? No, he was not. No. Uh, but we did get to see Surge. Ah. Could have a close encounter with Surge. <laughs> Man. I bet if he Surge could drive it a long way. If Surge Ibaka was there, you would know. <laughs> he wouldn't even need a club to putt. He wouldn't need to get his, he wouldn't need to get his hybrid out, is Man, what you're saying? Man, cast a long shadow. <laughs> the, fair, the fairway wood, if you will. doesn't need a golf bag. He just needs to unzip his fly. <laughs> But, uh, but no, it was great. I think the crowd was a little light because of the heat that day. So we were able to really get wherever we wanted. The ability to go back inside the air-conditioned clubhouse at, at all times and have access to free drinks and food made it pretty palatable. So, I, I mean, my assessment of Colonial is if, if you didn't have those perks, I'd have made it an hour. Be kind of a beating. I'd yeah. have said F it. Yeah. Yeah. I, we went one time. I got some free tickets. They were not VIP. This is a, this is like oh one or oh two. We got out there, took a look at everything. We found where Tiger was. I think we followed him for like three holes. I How's saw, he doing these days? Uh, not too well. Uh, remember we saw Bob Sturm out there. Oh yeah, had a brief conversation with Sturm. And he's then, a big dude. Yeah, he's always like six five. Yeah. We well, see. I'm glad you said that, Dave, because one of the things I was going to say is. Not that golfers are known for their vast size, but I was really struck by how small a lot of the golfers were. Like, like short. Short, and also a lot of them were really, really skinny to the point of me thinking, like, wow, I, I was. it was really strange. Like, the you know, Sergio's not a big guy. Uh, gosh, Webb Simpson is like a tiny little guy. It's all technique and mechanics, man. No, it is. And these are guys that are, you know, blasting the ball well over 300 yards. And it, yeah, it's all mechanics. It's all torque. Meanwhile, I could I could throw one of those guys through a wall and I can hit it about 180 <laughs> to the right. <laughs> you and Danny Lee. Yeah. So true. So, um, let's get away from the tournament and... Uh, let you talk about yourself some more. You want to get away from the tournament and go back into the clubhouse? Yeah, let's let's go to the country clubhouse. We get some nice theme music for this I, segment. Yeah, Should we have this Tommy's Day in Country Club. I was gonna say I'm somehow missing the drive west to Dylan somehow <laughs> right now. I know. I never thought I'd say those words. As he's playing nine, and then just you know, 
slowly making his way up to a giant plate of chicken nachos after the round. Jeez. Oh, goodness. The nachos there aren't very good. Oh, well. I hate to say anything bad about the club, but the nachos are terrible. The club? All right, so let's hear. Yeah, let's let's get it out of the way. Let's just say Tommy has broke a hundred, gentlemen. Wow! One step closer to shooting your age. (laughs) What a day, Tommy! Ain't no stopping us now. I I had a a momentous round. I shot a ninety-six. Nice. And drove the ball on one hole three hundred and fifteen yards. That's amazing. Yes. No, that can't be. All technique. If I remember, you you sent me an image of the scorecard, and it looked like you tried to 10-cup it pretty bad that last hole to not break 100. Yeah, I, I started feeling, I started hearing the footsteps on those last couple of holes. So how many uh, how many birdies have you notched so far? So I've, I've notched one completely legit birdie in par five yeah i i've i've technically had two birdies but one of them was playing a two-man scramble where i hit every shot so i think you can count that and then still count playing my own ball i have yeah i had one birdie it was actually a par five where i drove the green in two and then uh and then putted around like a like an idiot but was still able to get out of there i think birdieing like the the long par four is definitely the hardest oh yeah yeah and par threes are just a disaster for me in general so, those are my yeah. worst holes. I've I birdied and nearly had a hole in my closest hole in one ever was on a par three that I topped the ball off the tee, <laughs> but it just hit the, a line drive like a, like the most screaming grounder you could imagine. But it was like a elevated green, so it went up the hill and was rolling straight to the hole and went you know maybe a maybe a foot or so left and i had just a little bitty tap in to wow to put it in for two it would have been <laughs> hey, the, the dumbest the it would have been the dumbest hole in one in golf history oh man but that's it you broke 100 that's that's pretty uh well, i broke 100 and i've been playing more golf than you can even fathom i'd say that's pretty impressive stuff for sure that is so dave you want to you want to steer us in a different direction here? Yeah, I had a well, I had a odd moment this morning that I thought you guys might enjoy. Does this involve self gratification? <laughs> no. Does it involve brunch? No, no. So, um, <laughs> this is day day five of uh, Dave being a bachelor, Man. no wife, no kids. I, I'm so envious of you. It's been glorious. Um, oh, side note. So the last and only instructions my wife left me before leaving town was, <laughs> hey, don't forget to water my toma- tomato and jalapeno plants. She has a little garden out in the backyard. It's day five. If Vegas set the line at <laughs> 0.5... They would be paying the under a oh number dear. of times. Oh no. oh, no. R.I.P. Jalapenos. So if I just water them like five times tonight, I think it's that, supposed that to, worked, right? I think it's supposed to rain tomorrow, Dave. If it rains like all day, you'll be fine. Well, if it doesn't, then I'm just going to go out there and just like beat him with a broom handle, and then we're going to say it hailed. Just go to Chewy's and get some jalapenos and just kind of <laughs> stick them around the plant and be like, oh, okay. Gave birth. <laughs> just 
When he's meeting somebody at Twisted Root next time, you get some jalapenos that way. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, man. All right, so here's what happened this morning. So um, recently, like the last few weeks, um, I think I've told you since the infamous Plano to Frisco run, I was done running completely. But felt like I probably ought to just for overall health do a little short running every once in a while pants buttoned no not that but you know obviously not gonna do anything like the long runs that i had to do for that but just you know go run a couple miles stay stay healthy so got up ran this morning get back home like i said i'm the only one in the house got pants off (laughs) a little sweaty from running (laughs) shirts a little wet so Take the shirt off, take off the shorts. So I just got my little, uh, like, compression shorts oh. that, I, that I run in. Little, huh? <laughs> it's a tough break. Got to keep all that contained. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm here alone. So I'm in the kitchen making some breakfast and uh, having a nice... Another thing you do when you're home alone is... Drink milk straight from the gallon jug. What is wrong with you? I mean, she's been gone for five days. Can you not just act like a normal person? (laughs) So as I'm standing in my kitchen in my compression shorts, drinking milk out of the gallon jug, I hear this loud, like, thump. This was the morning that the lawn crew comes. And there was a dude in the backyard. I turned and looked, and we meet each other's eyes. And it's... (laughs) Full length window, he can totally see my whole body in just my compression shorts, wow. drinking milk straight from the drug, and he just kind of looks at me and then turns away real fast and walks Man. out the fence. Or would this be the type of guy that might have some jalapenos on? <laughs> I can't. I can only imagine what he's saying on his podcast right now. It was so weird. Wow. So you mentioned you were cooking breakfast. Have you cooked any meals that would not be breakfast for yourself in five days? No. So just run down the list of restaurants in the last five days that you've eaten at. I just want to see how bad this is to see if it balances out all the running. Um, I have eaten at uh, Rose's. Okay. Got tacos. Yeah. Got tacos on the way home. Got Wingstop on the way home. <laughs> Got Jack in the Box on the way oh home. Oh my gosh, this is not looking good. Ch- Chewies to go. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think I mixed in a, I think I mixed in like a Jason's Deli one day. Maybe a nice salad. No, I don't eat salads. What do you get at Jason's Deli? Um, I either get there's like a, kind of like a Meatball. club sandwich <laughs> or like the chili's pretty good. I get the chili sometimes. Good lord. And then you get an ice cream on the way out. Nothing wrong with Jason's Deli. I feel really bad for your diet. Would you like to come to the club with me? <laughs> Have no. some nice mixed greens? No. I'm sure there's probably salad makings in that fridge, but I'm not going to mess with that. So you mentioned drinking the milk straight out of the gallon. Have you ever done the bit of... Uh you have the milk gallon in one hand and the box of cereal in the other. And you just pour the cereal into your mouth and then drink out of the milk gallon. What is wrong with both of you guys? I've never done that, but I'm intrigued. Here's what you don't have to do afterwards. Wash any dishes. Have you started the dishwasher? Oh, that was the other thing I was going to tell you. So when I when my wife left, she started the dishwasher. So when I got back, it was clean. Um, I have My whole... 
Is the light that says clean, it's is still, it still engaged? Yeah, it's still illuminated. No, I've opened it, but here's my bit. I've decided I'm going to go the whole week with only using the dishes that are in there. So this morning I had to eat cereal out of a big glass bowl because all the bowls were in the cupboard. Oh, my gosh. And I think I think I have enough spoons. I think I'll be all right. But I'm not breaking. I will, I will eat cereal with a fork if I have to to keep this bit going. <laughs> it's doable. Very, very doable. So I do have a weekend, a week, a week of the family being gone coming up here in a few weeks. So we'll obviously be recording at my house. But uh, so you have one in June, June nineteenth, the whole week. Well, what are they doing? I know what one of them's doing <laughs> on Juneteenth. <laughs> yes. What? Who? Whatever word you want to. Use. Yeah, they're going to leave. Go they're going to leave. I believe Sunday night and not come back until the next Saturday. So, can we record over there, or are you just going to be at the club the whole time? I'm going to try to break Dave's record for a number of trips to Jack in the Box. No, I'll be be at the club exclusively. I'm just going to move in there. They have showers and stuff there if you need it, so... Let's just say the first week of July, I might have the same situation for a few days. You know, somehow we need to... (laughs) Not to go too far... We need all of them to sync these vacations. Like get on the same cycle kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, kind of thing. So we can all, all be bachelor at the same time. Just a week of we can go chaos up to, and go up box to Kansas cereal. City again. I bet you've been to the Windstar too this week, haven't you? Oh, I've been More to the Windstar. More than once or just once? Just once. Okay. Just once. Is there plans to go again? Um, ah, Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, I'm going to be like really, I mean, I'm going to be like doing the Dead Poet Society, just trying to just get every last last drop out of that week. I I mean, I'm going to be exhausted when they get home, just trying to maximize every possible. Not going to sleep. No, I can't have time. I've got too much to do. I'm going to have to work, golf, podcast, go to the Windstar. I've also got another new bad habit I need to tell Dave about. Have you ever played Minecraft? What are you? What? Are you seven? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. Hold on. Well, Glenn, we just need to we need to stop the show. Well, everybody Before. stopped listening after they heard that. The dude that makes fun of Game of Thrones... Is playing Minecraft. Yeah, I know. I'm making potions and sm- smelting stuff. I bought. Right. It, I told you, I bought an Xbox on. One, and it came. Man, it was the Minecraft dude. special edition because it was the cheapest one, and it came preloaded with Minecraft. So what am I gonna do? But check it out. And now, yeah, I can't hear you. The All Beatles is playing too loud <laughs> right now. That'd be worse. <laughs> so. um... Went to Corpus Christi over the holiday weekend with the family. I'm sorry. That sounds horrible. You know, it, it wasn't too bad. We had a nice little condo on the uh, on the beach. Was just that, you and the family or extended family? Just me and the family. Could you see the wall from there? I could not. <laughs> okay. They put the wall like right at the shoreline. <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> eating. You know I paid for this condo? What does a condo in Corpus Christi run you? Uh, it, it was pretty reasonable and actually pretty nice, to okay. be honest with you. I've never been there. So is it nice? 
It's okay. All right. I will say that Whataburger Field, where the Corpus Christi hooks the uh, Astros Double A team. Yes, I have uh, have seen that is a play. pretty solid ballpark, so you especially went there? for minor league. Yeah, wow, for a minor league team or a minor league uh, game. I would say their ballpark is superior to what's in Frisco. Wow, I think it's better. Wow, and it's Whataburger Field, so you can imagine there's a lot of Whataburger there. Does it have a lazy river? It. Well, you know what. I didn't even think about that. So we're probably even now. Whataburger, <laughs> like, oh, and, Lazy better, River. Whataburger and Lazy River probably balance each other out. It's a but... Lazy River of spicy ketchup. <laughs> Advantage Frisco. I've heard worse ideas. Um, so, yeah. So that was a positive. Um, it, was, it was a good trip. The wife asked if, you know, if she thought we'd ever come back. And I thought, I mean, maybe if I've bought Corpus Christi. <laughs> I might come back. Uh, not bad, but same thing. I think I had been there one time. We went once when I was like 10 with my family, but I don't remember anything about it other than maybe we got in the ocean. So, um, But it was an okay trip. We made the entire drive back on Sunday. It's six and a half hours just driving time. So with a four and a two-year-old. They don't have can, an airport in Corpus Christi? We didn't fly. We drove. I think they, I don't know if they do or not, but I'd rather, I like the drive. I like the road trip. Six and a half hours is a little rough. Um, Six and a half hours, though, if you're flying, it ain't going to be that much quicker. No. Airport security. Think about the beating of getting all the kids' stuff onto the plane and all. Yeah. Yeah. And a kid on a plane. Well. Someone's going to get dragged off this isn't, there. This isn't Gavin Belson's chartered jet <laughs> that you would fly on. This is a regular Kill person me. plane. Kill me. Um, Don't so, look at the TV. Yeah, I know. I'm so distracted. Um, but yeah, coming back, you got to make at least a couple stops with the kids. So oh, sure. It was a good eight and a half to nine oh. hours. We stopped in Waco for dinner. I, really, I tried to convince... The wife that we could go to the the Waco Twin Peaks where the shootout was. Is it open again? I don't think it is. Yeah, maybe you could go there and pay your respects to the Hell's Just Angels. Put down on one knee. Um, see Sam Crow and the Mayans. Yeah. Um, Did you visit Chip and JoJo. We ended up at a Rudy's barbecue. I was looking for Art Briles, but no sign of him. But uh, CAB. Yeah, pretty good trip. Pretty good little trip. Man, I, speaking of being on the road, I had to tell Dave about this yesterday, so I'm sorry you have to hear it again, but I almost got in a bad car accident yesterday. Was TC with you? <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough. It was, uh, it was like straight out of, uh, straight out of the Sprint Cup series. Oh, no. I was driving down the uh, President George Bush turnpike. Indeed. I've heard of him. Left lane, cruise control on, got it set on 79, because if you go 80, you might get pulled over for being 10 over the speed limit. 79, no problem, right? It'd be okay. I'm in the far left lane. I'm going. I notice in the middle in the grass, in the median, there's a, like a red Mustang, like a new one pointed the wrong way, like he had run off the road, spun out in the grass, pointing the wrong way. And I'm kind of looking at that, and I'm going, wow, that's weird. You know, I wonder what caused that. Well, there's a car probably slightly ahead of me, just got a nose in front of me in the right lane. 
I'm looking over at this Mustang, and all of a sudden, I just hear this just boom on the right. And I turn my head and look, and this guy, I don't know what he hit, but there must have been something in his lane, perhaps like the tire from the Mustang or something. But, I mean, he hit it hard, and he's now sliding sideways, smoke coming off all four tires, coming right for my door. And I I just kind of, you know, instinctively, like, just punched the gas. And he kind of started to come over like he was going to come around behind me, turned around the other way, slid into the dirt, starts spinning around, parts of his car flying up, dirt's flying up in the road. Yeah, I missed it by wow that much. And what's funny is, and do you ever think about this kind of stuff? So I'm leaving work, and I never do this. When I leave work, I get in the car and leave. I run into a guy that I know in the parking lot. End up talking to him for like ten minutes. He he's got a new car. I was sit. he a loyal subject of Zamunda? <laughs> he wants me to sit in his new car. He wants to show me how it works. He's got this new Audi something or other. Show me all the features. Then I get in my car, and now. You know, fast forward 30 minutes later, and I'm right in the perfect position to, like, narrowly miss get taken out in this accident. Wow. And if I'd have, if I'd have just got in my car and left like I would do every other day, yeah, yeah. I'm 10 minutes down the road right. when this all goes down. So this guy that was like the spinning out of control on the bush, how do you think the doors opened on his car? <laughs> like this? I did hear a familiar song playing when he went skidding past me. Sounded a little bit like maybe, the band Live. Maybe something off of Throwing Copper. When I heard that song on uh, Silicon Valley, like I had completely forgot that Live was a band. Like the, when we when we were going through our jokes about Lava Cantina and stuff, like Live would have been a perfect punchline and there. I forgot that they even existed as a band. I think Live was a factor for me in like was it ninety five, ninety six? I think that's about the time that they hit. Yeah, that's probably about right. I, what was there? Was it Dolphins Cry? That was off. I think that was on a subsequent album. Okay, that's a pretty solid song, though. I'm not debating va- their entire catalog. Uh, I don't know if they've got enough to even constitute a catalog. But they had a few hits. They had a few. Oh yeah, they, they had, had three or four on the first point five. The Edge hits. I, I think the very first track in their first album was entitled "S Town." They were just forecasting a future podcast popular podcast <laughs> um but i have my my live story is um wait you have a live story yeah it's a it's very tangential i had a guy that i worked for i worked at the ymca for like two years umpiring baseball games and refereeing various sports whoa humbled and my boss at said YMCA, and you're going to accuse me of this being a fake name. His name was Todd Spaulding. <laughs> <laughs> and his favorite band, like, by far was live. Even though they only had one album at the time. Like, that, if we ever had to go to, like, a separate site to umpire a game or something, that's what was always on the disc changer in his So, like, the first time truck. that you went to work at the Y and Todd Spaulding was... Passing you in the hallway, he just grabbed you. It was like, Glenn, yeah, I just we gotta sl- listen to live, man. Slam me <laughs> against the wall. He just couldn't stop talking about it. He was just like, he it's was change uh, your life, Glenn. So that was his favorite band. It's pretty laid back, dude. I uh, w- a couple of uh, I guess stories from my umpiring and refereeing days. I was refereeing <laughs> a kid's soccer game, and uh, probably like nine and ten year olds 
And I'm kind of like halfway paying attention. I mean, these kids are not good at <laughs> soccer. And I'm out there and my, they give you like this YMCA official referee shirt. It's like a collared shirt. But it's, I mean, it's like May, so it's pretty hot. And I don't want to get like a farmer's tan, so I've, I've taken the liberty of cutting the sleeves off of it. <laughs> You, like, wow. you, like and 19. Like, you and like shirt off and sleeves off is a, is, is a theme that we need to explore more in this show. So I'm sitting there in, a, in a, Friday. a sleeveless collared shirt umpiring a, a soccer game. And anyway, like I said, I'm halfway paying attention. So something's going on in this game. The ball goes out of bounds. I don't remember what it was I saw, but across the street, somebody was doing something like really dumb. Like, I don't know if they were... <laughs> Messing with her it's car. Such a vague comment. Somebody across the street was doing something now, really dumb. I, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, so this kid's running out of bounds to get the ball, and I think he had like went to kick it in one direction and kicked it in the exact opposite direction. So in his mind, he's probably thinking like, "Wow, I just really screwed up." He was well, thinking like, "In thirty years, there's going to be a baseball player that does the exact same thing <laughs> when he charges the mound." So this is not a big deal. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but I'm looking elsewhere, and I'm commenting at what I'm seeing, and I, I audibly just say, man, what an idiot like that. Well, this kid turns around and looks right at me. <laughs> it doesn't even dawn on me at all that he thinks that I called him an idiot. This is not the mission, vision, and values of the YMCA. No. So, um, refereeing the game, we get done with the game. I think I have a game off in between, so I get to you know go have a nice Coke and a hot dog or something. An old Todd Spaulding saunters up. He's got a smile on his face, and he's like, Hey, Glenn, how's it going? I'm like, it's going fine, doing soccer games. He's like, have you heard the latest <laughs> news and lives tour? <laughs> he Lightning crashes was playing in the background during this like whole time. like they're going to be playing the Gypsy Tea Room, man. We he's kind of go. smiling, and he's like, Hey, Glenn, did you call a kid an idiot? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He was like, yeah, one of the kid's parents came up and pointed you out specifically and said, the referee called my kid an idiot during the course of the game. Of course, then, first off, say I didn't, and I recall then kind of what happened, and I come up with this story, and I think he kind of looked at me and was like, nobody could possibly make that up. That's so dumb. So he took me at my word and said, okay, you're not fired because you didn't call a kid an idiot. So... Like a couple of years later, I'm still working there before I go off for so college. You, you faded the idiot incident. Yeah. He's left working for a different guy. He happens to be in town, and I'm umpiring a baseball game. And it's like in between innings, and I'm sitting there, you know, the pitcher's warming up or whatever. And somebody, you know, says, Hey, Glenn, and kind of knocks on the backstop. I turn around, got the umpire's mask or whatever, kind of take it off. It's good old Todd Spaulding. And I'm like, wow, I haven't seen this guy in like a year and a half. How's it going? How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. He just looks at me. He's like, you still effing up all these calls out here? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, pretty much. Umpiring at the YMCA doesn't take a whole lot of qualifications. Like, they will drop you off at like a 13 and 14-year-old's game to umpire behind the plate with like no chest protector, just a mask, like pre- Protect your face, and that's it. Do you just have to not be in Good the luck. sex offender database and you're in? Uh, yeah, and they will stick you with a game where you are the home plate umpire and you are also umping first, second, and third as well. So it tends to be not the uh, greatest experience, I guess you could safely say. Good old Todd Spaulding. 
What a great man. I need to look him up, see if I can track him what down. What if we could get him to be a guest on the show to tell his memory of that day? <laughs> uh, maybe we'd rather not rather not do that. So do you want to touch on, before we end, you want to touch on the Bryce Harper brawl? Well, I just want to make sure you're okay. He's fine, man. Because he threw a helmet a little daintily. That's well, what you're no, getting at? and then at? he pretty much got popped in the face. He took a shot, and then he delivered one, but it... When you get the still of it, it doesn't look too powerful. But he delivered a shot of some. So do you do you put him in the LeBron like never been in a fight category? That guy's too much of an ass to have not gotten in a fight because okay. he would start a fight with someone else just the way he is. Well, that's that. I mean, that was my thing. Is like, I mean, he's probably been thrown at his entire life, like probably from when he was like, you know, in T-ball, and throw the T at him, I guess, in that T-ball. <laughs> <laughs> He just starts punching the team. No, just because of just how, just how, just his whole F. cocky demeanor. I have a really good DraftKings lineup going, and apparently Justin Upton pulled up lame in the third inning. Man, thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Spent a bunch of money on him. He's my highest paid bat, and he's not even going to play two thirds of the game. You have a great strategy going. Let's just leave it at that. It's going to be a good night. All right, good. Um,. So Bryce Harper. So this guy was uh, this guy hit him in the butt because he hit him hit two home runs off of him three years ago. Is yeah, that the story? There was a little more to it than that. Like they had some jawing two years there ago. Had it to was have in the been. World Series or no no I mean not in the World Series during the playoffs. Yeah. If they played in the World Series, we'd have a real story. Yeah. <laughs> National League teams in the World Series against each other. That would be a story. But no, apparently the story, the the way the story goes is that the first home run Harper hit, he wasn't sure if it was going to stay fair, so he lingered in the box. Strickland didn't like it. They jawed with each other. The next home run, he starts jawjacking with him from the uh, dugout, and Strickland never forgets. And Strickland was mad because someone hit a ball 450 feet off of him. Perhaps. You know. But this was the first time they faced each other since then, and it was the first pitch since the first time they faced each other. And by all the unwritten rules of the game, he did it right. He hit him low. He hit him with the first pitch. I feel like uh, Harper probably should have just taken his lick and gone to first base. I, I just can't. I can't get over just the stupid baseball policies. So, such a chicken-ass move. That you, you get your fastball deposited 500 feet away and you got to get mad about it. You should just be better at your sport. You don't then get to bean the guy. No, I think, yeah, I know I agree. But there's maybe slightly more to it than that. How about if we do this? Instead of charging the mound, if they go up and intentionally throw at you, the game stops. The pitcher has to stand there. You get a batting practice pitcher to throw you one. Then you get one hit. Try to hit it back up the middle at him. And if you hit him, great. Then we're even. The thing that bothers me also is just the fact that baseball exists. Is, is there an... What? Edit, edit that. Mark the time. Uh, is there another sport that automatically, if a fight breaks out of any kind, that both benches clear? Do they do that in hockey, Dave? No. No. It's a they, lot of tea in baseball. They don't do that. I mean, in basketball, I guess you would say people that are on the court might get involved somehow, usually to break it it's up. It's a big problem in basketball if you leave the bench, though. Yeah, you get suspended. Yeah. That's how it should be in baseball. Agree. 
If you, you run got, out like, of the, the dugout, idiots running from the bullpen that are never yeah. there. The fight's over by the time they get there. Yeah, but what you're advocating for though is that in most situations, when a guy's hit, there's nobody on base. So you're saying the nine guys in the field can all beat up the one guy that's batting, and nobody else can come out. And I help think it's. I think it should just be the two guys that it's yeah. between, or everybody that's involved gets suspended like five games. So then you've got to churn your 40-man, and you've got a whole were, roster of Austin Bibbins dirt. So all of a sudden there. you got the Corpus Christi hooks playing for you. Yeah, that's, the way, that's what you should do. Because it's so – I don't want to say the word retarded, but okay, I will say easy. it. I distance from that. So it's, other, just, it's just dumb. The whole part, the whole process is just dumb. Other other angles from the fight. What did you think about Buster Posey not really being too interested in trying to impede See, Harper's progress to the mound? Do we know the whole story behind that, though? Well, the narrative is that Buster Posey's uh, worried about his image as a good guy and doesn't want to get involved in the fight. My thinking is he probably was a little ticked off that the pitcher did it too. And doesn't want to grab a raging Bryce Harper, and I don't know that I necessarily blame him. He, he's been, I don't blame him. He's at been all. the victim of so many freak and bizarre injuries in his career. He has no. I I do not judge him in any way. So if is a, that sorry? No, go ahead. Dumb baseball question. Is that normal? I feel like if the pitcher goes up there and he decides he wants to throw at him, that's between the batter and the pitcher. No, no, the, the catcher should just let him go. The catcher's unwritten job is to protect the pitcher. Yeah. And ah, screw that. Unless we had a situation where maybe the pitcher went rogue here and everybody else was like to just chill and he just went ahead and just drilled him right between the three and the four. I saw the, I've just seen the video a few times. That pitcher looked like a pretty big dude. Yeah, he's pretty big. I think he was fine with Harper coming out there. I think that that there wasn't going to be a problem. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you remember, uh, I guess it was last year, the, uh, the late, the great Giordano Ventura, who had a oh. had a pretty bad temper and used to throw at people more than his teammates liked. Because the problem with with a pitcher going rogue and throwing at somebody is then all your batters, especially if you're an American League team, right? Now they're all going to get thrown at, and, and I mean, no matter how tough they say they're, nobody likes getting hit with a 90 mile an hour baseball. So they're out there going like, "Geez, this guy's a hothead. He gets his feelings hurt, and he throws at people. And now we're going to get thrown at." Yeah, and then. Uh, he he! I don't remember who he been, but uh, Salvador Perez was kind of doing the same thing as Posey. And yep. He was like, he's kind of looking at his yeah. iPhone. <laughs> he's kind of dragging his feet, and uh, and he kind of got the same criticism. But nobody on the team was really upset with him because they're all kind of like, yeah. Well, I mean, also, and Giordano was not a big guy. I mean, he's like 150 pounds. Yeah. Like he he could have gotten his tail whipped by a lot of people. I mean, let's say a full. 11 on 11 brawl broke out in a Cowboys Giants game. Would you want Dak Prescott right in the middle of all that? Would that be a smart thing? No. No. I don't want Posey running out there breaking his leg again. Right, I don't even exactly. care about the Giants, but no. It's it's dumb baseball unwritten code. What's funny is Posey was actually in the most dangerous position because Harper's helmet toss was so bad he almost did the little league and threw it straight backwards and could have hit Posey with it. <laughs> So the suspensions ended up, what, being four for Harper and six for Strickland? Uh, Harper negotiated his down to three. Okay. But do you think if he somehow makes just perfectly clean contact with that batting helmet, what happens? And again, it's like the Odor thing. He got suspended 10 because he landed a punch. So if he runs out there, you know, standing 15 feet away, 10 feet away, and just fires the batting helmet and hits Strickland right in the head, what happens? How many games are we looking at? I don't know. At least double what he got. 
Do we know what happened? Like, why it was... Did he just, like, slip out of his hands? Did he think well, it would have, like, a boomerang effect and was <laughs> trying to do that? He <laughs> throw it around and yeah. come back at him in the back of the head? He's a I, genius, that Harper. I think the recommendation is you're supposed to throw it from, like, the, the ear hole of the helmet, not the... There's a recommendation? Yeah, I think that came from Michael Young, former Major League Baseball player. Maybe you've heard of him. He dropped some pop flies in Game 6. They contributed to wow. a World Series collapse. Easy. Oh, Most man. overrated player in Ranger history. Whoa. 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 I think Julio Franco would have something to say about that. Oh, now. Now you've got me drawn off sides. <laughs> Why are you taking off your batting helmet? No, no, Glenn, no. Oh, never mind. It wasn't even close. No, I don't really have an in for Michael Young, but I, th- I think we uh, we probably overglorify his career just a tad. Yeah. He played the game the right way. I think he's a very above-average baseball player that is almost always on your team. Did you guys hear Chris Cornell was using again? Is there a punchline to this? Did you guys hear that? Using what? Like he was supposed to be sober and they found a bunch of like fresh track marks. Hard drugs. Fresh track marks that led to his death, much like Dale Earnhardt. Was he on dope? I don't know what he was fresh on. Fresh track Those are not the same <laughs> Okay, that was the best marks. joke that's ever been made in this podcast, and Glenn just no-build it. No, I recognize that. So, long live Ken Schrader. So, I know we're probably out of time, but did you see that there was a little more controversy with the fantasy sports bill since last week? There was. They tried. They tried to slip it in. Yeah, they tried to slip it in. Just the tip, and uh, and somebody. Yeah, they thought it was going to work, and then somebody somebody called BS on it and shot it down again. I feel like Dave may need to follow up on that. I'm going to Austin on Friday. Should I go to the Capitol? Well, I mean, so as soon as you, your wife you're not, gets you're back, not going to stay at the airport in Austin. <laughs> Austin, yeah, Austin has an airport, but that, you go to DFW. Okay, that is the worst comment I've ever heard. The capital of Texas has an airport. Have you ever flown to Austin? Th- that's beside the point. You don't think Austin, Texas has an airport? <laughs> I had to it's think about Austin, it for a Texas. second. It's the capital of Texas. You don't think it has an airport? Eh. I think Corpus Christi does. Maybe just Every for like city hang gliders. Has a, you know Here's my t-shirt. Every city has an airport. Whoa! Gun Barrel City has an airport. Caddo Mills has an airport. Caddo Mills barely has electricity. <laughs> Did you have anything else? <laughs> no. We're just gonna stop talking now. Yeah. I was actually gonna look up and see if Gun Barrel City had an airport. <laughs> end of end of episode. <laughs>